Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts, Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally, into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast. I'm Prue Warren. I've learned how to say the name of our podcast if I write it down and read it. And I am here, as always, with my very educated and marvelous host, Meredith Bond. That's right. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you, Meredith, for being here to be the to be the sensei to my to my student. I need your guidance. I need your leadership. Um, today we had talked about focusing on character, and I actually am having an issue with character in my current book. So I I'm particularly interested in hearing your overview of character and you allowing me to pester you with questions. Oh, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to hearing exactly what sort of problems you've been having. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm really demoralized. Never mind. Never mind. We'll get to that in time. Instead, let us do you want to do you want to start in with your overview of characters? What's the right way to proceed? Okay. yes, Uh, I think an overview is a great way to start. Um, And you will shut me up if I talk for too long. Unlikely. But okay. Are you kidding me? Characters? <laughs> I could go on for hours. Let's start. <laughs> I love characters. Characters are the heartbeat of our novels. Literally, they are. Because even if you have a plot-driven novel, you know, if you are writing suspense or mystery or horror, and the, it's you're the whole novel is centered around the plot. It's it's hard for a reader to become thoroughly engaged in that plot if they cannot associate with the characters. If they don't like the characters, they will not read the book. If they don't care about the characters, they won't want to read the book. They won't want to spend time with them. The only reason that I have ever not finished reading a book is because I could not care about the characters. Oh, that's got, that's got to be a lie. Some people are so bad at language. Don't you put a book down and just roll your eyes and go, for God's sakes. Sometimes, but you know what? I, I will stick it out as long as I can if I don't believe the story. But if I don't care about the characters, that book is gone. It is dead to me. Oh, it's dead to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Because characters are so essential. We are human beings. We are people and we associate with people. We need to, to connect with people. And so if we can't do that, if we can't connect with the people in our, in these books that we're reading, then what's the point? Well, let me, can I, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to take you off course. Here's here's one of the problems that I'm having with writing romance. I understand that if I'm writing about a perfectly happy character, la la la, everything's great. There's not much reason to write the story. And the story, the, the character has to have goals, motivation, conflict. I yes. get that. 
But I have, the problem I'm having now is the character in my story is a very competent and capable FBI agent. And he was a, he was a minor character in the first book. And he was the foil against which the, the young novice FBI guy did everything wrong. Someone had to come in and say, okay, here's what you did wrong, buddy. So now I have this really capable, competent guy who gets his own book. He's the hero. He's capable. He's confident. He doesn't really have major issues. And so I've written this book about him and he has some, he's got some issues. There are some things going on, but they're not huge issues. I got this nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's just a nice guy. And it turns out that my editor says he is passive. He does not evolve. He doesn't, um, he doesn't take action. He only reacts. I don't want to dummy up a crisis for this guy. Every character doesn't have to have a major crisis, do they? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm All sorry. Right. Did I say that too slowly? I'm leaving. <laughs> did, did I pause for too long in my answer there? No. Do you want no. that? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. Okay. First of all, if you, if my husband were in the room right now, he would be jumping up and down saying, she does that. She does that. Because I do that. My male characters always start off as beta heroes. Um, and it takes me a few tries to get them into being an alpha hero, into being really heroic. Um, but not I, every character has to be an alpha hero. Every hero needs to be an alpha hero. Not every character. I'm sorry? You can't be a beta hero. You can't be just a decent guy who does it right. No, because then you're You're, boring. You can't just shake your head on a podcast, Mary. I sure as hell can. I just... (laughs) I don't like that answer. Stop (laughs) shaking your head at me. (laughs) Like my nice guy. He's a nice guy. He knows what he's doing. Uh, That's wonderful. And he should know what he's doing. And it's terrific that he knows what he's doing. Does he think that he knows what he's doing? Maybe he's insecure. Well, I gave him sort of a fish out of water zone. He's a city boy and I put him out in the country at a dude ranch, right? So he's unsure of himself, but he's not, but he's not. He needs an internal goal and he needs an external goal. I know. And if they're in conflict with each other and she's the solution, then everything is better. I thought I did it, but I didn't do enough of it. So, so go a little deeper into taking a nice guy and making him a better character. And you don't have to use my guy. Use any character you want for a, for example. I mean, there are nice guys in literature. Let's 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 think of one that you and I and our listener will know. Nice guys. Uh uh Jimmy Stewart in the Christmas movie. Mm, you look back it's on your life. life. It's a wonderful life. A He's wonderful a nice life. guy. He is He's a nice guy. He does not have major issues. I mean, his major issue is he thinks nothing much happened to him. So how does that make him a big hero? I don't know the movie. I'm so sorry. (gasps) (laughs) I know the name of it, but I've never actually watched the movie. Now I feel better. You make me feel better. Thank you for, for at least I can't, I'm not as good a writer as you, but I have as much cultural literacy. Okay, you've put something on the screen. I have. <laughs> Tell me what it is. 
I am showing you Michael Higgs internal conflict questions. Mm. Okay. Michael Haig, for those of you who do not know, is, a, is a screenwriting uh, consultant in Hollywood. He has created, he gives talks. Um, he's given a talk twice, the same talk, actually, twice to the Washington Romance Writers. And I went both times and both times my mind was blown. Okay. Same talk, one after the other, mind blown both times. That's, he's an amazing, an amazing speaker. Um, and he has um, a hero's journey concept and that he teaches story structure, hero's journey, which we will talk about sometime soon. And he is fantastic with characters as well. Okay. He doesn't have any books. I do not know why he doesn't have any books, but he has videos which you can purchase on his website. Do I have his website? I will find out his website. Um, okay. Show notes, show notes. Show notes, yes, absolutely. Um, hang on. Because oh, it, it's going to bother me. I'm going to look up his website. <laughs> Michael Hague. Michael Hogue. How do you say H-A-U-G-E? How do you, how do you say that? Hague. You say Hague. Yes. Well, that is going to confuse everybody who thinks his name is spelled H-A-G-U-E. It's H-A-U-G-E, or is that a type, is that a typo? No, that is actually correct. It's correct. H-A-U-G-E. Michael Hogue. Yes. All right. Um, and his website is storymastery.com. Storymastery.com. Okay, I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So Read what, me this question. Yes. So what we're looking at, here, which is what Michael Haig talks about, which is essential to characters, is to know what is the hero's longing. That's what they say they want, but they don't actually go after because they're too afraid to do so. That's a pretty good question. Right? Read that. Read that again. Okay. What is the hero's longing? which is what they say they want, but don't actually go after because they are too afraid to do so. What is okay. the hero too afraid to go after? Okay. So That's an example. Important. He, in Michael Haig uses the example of the movie Goodwill Hunting. Okay. Okay. In the movie Goodwill Hunting, for those of you who don't remember it, it's a fantastic movie. I've watched it two or three times, especially after I saw Michael Higgs talk. <laughs> I mean, I'd seen it before and then I saw it again. after. It's about a young man in Cambridge, Massachusetts, who is a janitor at MIT. And somebody in the math department at MIT puts an unsolvable mathematical equation on a bulletin board in the hallway. And this young man, this janitor, solves it. He is a mathematical genius. He would love to be a theoretical mathematician. However, he doesn't think he's capable of becoming one. And so he is a janitor. Okay. So we're, then we're going to look at question number two on this internal conflict questions, which we will put on our website. Um, what is the hero's wound? Now, all of us as children growing up, 
developed this, developed a wound inside of us. Okay. <laughs> and it usually happens in childhood or when we're young adults, teenagers, um, where somebody tells us something, somebody in authority tells us something and we believe them. Okay. So as a young man, as a teenager, as a child, our hero will, his father said, you are an idiot. You are the stupidest kid on the block. Okay. You just don't even think about it. Just don't even try to do well because you won't make it. And you're just dumb. His father told him that his father, who he loved and trusted, told him that. And he believed him. Okay. That's Will's wound. He was so the fact that his father told him that, that is his belief. So number three on our list is what is the hero's belief? He believes he is stupid, okay? Because he believes he is stupid, that's the way he views the world and his life and his potential, okay? So his fear is to try and fail. He knows if he tries, he will fail because his father told him he was dumb, okay? So... His identity, what is the hero's identity is question number five here, is what is their outside persona, the one that they show the world? This is our mask that we put on every morning when we wake up and walk out the door. This is the persona. This is who we show the world who we are, right? So Will walks out of the, his home every morning and he is a janitor. That is his identity. But what is his essence? What is he really inside? If you strip away that mask, who is he really? He is a mathematical genius. That is his potential. That's who he can be. If he realizes, and in the story, in the movie, he is shown and to, and he comes to the realization that he actually is a mathematical genius and it takes some working and some figuring it out um, with Robin Williams, who was of course, wonderful. Um, awesome. Yes. Yep. Uh, and he realizes that he has this wound that his father told him that he was an idiot. He's not. And he has to come to terms with the fact that his father told him this and was wrong. Once he I comes to terms I with that, he can reach his, his potential. Okay, so the theory is, if I can answer these questions, what is yes. the hero's longing, wound, belief, fear, identity, and essence, yes. then I can make a compelling character. Yes. I've done all that. <laughs> My character is not compelling. <laughs> okay. I can answer all those questions. It's obviously, it's not a good enough wound. It's not a good enough belief. Not a good enough fear. All right. I think I think the point is that the 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 core, I have the core of a good character. Now I just have to cut and polish it until it's visible, until it's more apparent. Yes. He doesn't even need to know it, but he has to be working towards this goal. He needs to. He needs to come to understand that he is more than he is, than he even believes himself to be. Okay. So if you've got the kid on the block who just thinks he's an ordinary guy, 
when something extraordinary, when he's called upon to do something extraordinary, he rises to the challenge. I'm sure that your FBI hero is being called to do something extraordinary, even more so than being an FBI agent and doing That's all the, the wonderful things. That's the problem, because all he's being called upon to do is be an FBI agent, and he's good at it, so that's not that hard. You're right. I don't have, I don't have the call to something bigger. Yeah, he needs I have no opportunity for him to show he can overcome the wound. Yeah. All right. He needs to overcome that wound. He and by the end of it, he needs to realize what that wound was, and that he can overcome it. Okay. Okay. Now, where the romance comes in is. Our, your hero, your FBI agent, every morning he gets dressed in his nice suit and he straps on his gun. And that is the FBI agent. That is his identity, right? That he shows the world. But when he meets the heroine, she sees beyond that. She sees his essence. And it is that that she is attracted to. Right, right, right. Her need has to heal his need. They have to heal each other. Yes, but even more so, she needs to see behind the mask. And that is the man who she falls in love with. She doesn't fall in love with the FBI agent. She falls in love with the man behind him, mm -hmm. inside of him. And mm -hmm. it's that seeing through our mask to our essence, to our soul, that creates the romance, that creates the undying romance, the, the essential romance. I see possibilities in front of me. Good. But they're going to require some big changes, I think. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's never happened before. Yeah. Well, that's valuable. I wonder if I've just got too much going on in the book and I need to strip away a couple of these elements so that I can focus on him and his wound and his essence. Right. The trick also, because it's a romance, is that you not only have to focus on his wound and his essence, you've got to focus on hers. She's easier. I've got her. Okay. I've got her. She's easier. She's easier. He's harder. But I... Because he's already wonderful, but he can be even more wonderful. Well, you're right. You're right. The problem is he is kind of dull. All right. Okay. All right. Let's talk more about character in general because you've given me some some very good thoughts. Good. Go on and I'll see how it percolates with me. <laughs> okay. I am going to share my screen with you once again, and we will also put this on the website. Um, I'm showing you prove my character examination worksheet. Okay. This is what I use when I start creating a character. Okay, good. Okay. We start off, of course, with the name. That name that we start off with is not necessarily the name that's going to stick. Once we get <laughs> and as you're writing. As we get to know the character better, sometimes their name changes. Oh. Just happens. Okay. Because, you know, personalities go with names and names go with personalities and sometimes yes they, do. yes they do what you think he's going to be doesn't end up right what he is and so right don't worry about the name just put down you know john schmo 
and right. and his approximate age. Okay. What his hair color texture and the length of their hair is, their eye color size and shape, their general body type, whether they have any distinguishing marks or scars, especially if they um, impact the person's character. You know, Harry Potter, his lightning sure. bolt scar on his sure. forehead. Right, right, right. Right. Um, if they... You know, Bergerac in the nose. Exactly, yep. exactly. Right. That was literary, wasn't it? Wasn't that good? I like that. That was very I can nice. say it with a French accent. Cyrano. <laughs> oh, there. That. There. Not my cultural Bien literacy. Bien sûr, madame. Bien sûr, Cyrano. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they, how do they speak that is particular to them? Do they speak with a French accent? Ah, that's a nice physical trait. A physical trait in the way they speak. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I once read a YA book where the heroine um, never cursed and she called cola um, brown cola or brown soda. <laughs> but the the most important thing was that she never cursed. And of course, you know, teenagers, they all curse like sailors. Like I, right. Or, or like, like Prue Warren does. Um <laughs> So in the beginning of the book, when the heroine curses, her friends know that something's seriously wrong. Ah, that's nice. It was a very that's nice That's a nice touch. touch. Yeah. I thought it was great. Um, okay. So if the character has any favorite words, sayings, or phrases, or exclamations, my word. <laughs> Laws. Lord. So um, if they have any of those, that's okay. So that is their their physical traits. Personality traits. Um, every character, for your character, you need to have an adjective. Oh, my God. Do you do this for everyone you write? I do. you come up with an adjective for every character you write? One adjective to describe the person. Capable. What's an, capable. Good. And what is a noun that describes your FBI agent? Uh. Is it FBI agent? That could be his noun. Yes. That's his noun. Okay. Now, what is an irony? Um, that is something that you would not expect of an FBI agent. What is his irony? Give me an example from from Cyrano or Goodwill Hunting or something. What's ironic about Will? Well, okay. Uh, what's what is ironic about Will? That he's a janitor and and a mathematical genius. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so. Another, uh, I always use the example of um, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. She's okay, a, what? she's a, a scared teenager who is incredibly brave. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm with you. So that's her irony. So what's what's your FBI agent's irony? I don't know. I have to think about it. Okay. Also, while you're thinking about that, think about what his verb is. What is he always doing? What does he do throughout the book? So Dorothy, she's searching. She's searching for home. She's searching for friends. She's searching yeah. for the ruby slippers. She's searching for a, whatever it is. She's searching for the Wizard of Oz. She's searching through the, the entire book. Yeah, 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 good. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Um, and then we move on to more distinct character traits. That is your internal goal, motivation, and conflict. And your external goal, motivation, and conflict. Your character's strength. 
that could be, you know, a physical strength. It could be a magical strength. It could be an emotional strength. What is their worst fear? And usually that shows up in the book. What is their deep secret? Because we all have deep secrets. What is, and, and then we go back to those Michael Haig concepts. What is his identity and his potential? And what these are how he sees himself. This is not, this is his perception of himself. Um, no, it could be, it's your perception of him. I see. Okay. So, so his, I can't say hero. He's the hero. No, no. His identity is FBI agent, but what's his potential? Ah, I see. I see. Okay. All right. Um, maybe his. This is hard. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the whole point. <laughs> so maybe his identity is FBI agent, um, but his potential is um, a politician to to save the country. You know, just hmm. throwing it out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Making something up. Yeah. Okay. His his potential is to rise above and to do so much more. What more is that? Okay. I got to, I have to write a different book, clearly. <laughs> um, what are his three three main values? You know, family, religion, honesty, trust, right. whatever. Um, and then we go back to uh, Haig. What is his wound and his, therefore his belief based on that wound? How does he see the world? Um, and then a uh, name of his vulnerability, which kind of goes along with his worst fear. This is an impressive, that's an impressive worksheet. Yeah. So this is where I start. Now, these things don't stay static from the time I'm just beginning to conceptualize a character. They do change and grow and, you know, I massage them and I massage the character and and we build a human being, which is, in fact, the whole point, is that really you are creating a human being with all of their flaws and all of their beauty. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. I did create a whole human being. He just was born. So you now I need a better. A complete human being. It sounds like you I created did. like just two didn't have any, of a human being. He didn't have a wound. He didn't have a decent wound. That was my problem. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm laughing at how much my book has got to change now because I wrote a book that didn't capture the person I wanted to capture. I mean, it needs to be a better book. It just needs to be a better book. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Deserves love and happiness and solve his case. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, he's not. Okay. I I can... I think I might see a path here. Good. And it helps me to clarify that I've written a dull character to understand that my problem is with the fact that his wound isn't that big. Mm. He doesn't really fear it. Mm. There's a lot here that I've, I've missed out on. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I got to go right now. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, Pardon me while we end this podcast for Prune to start writing. <laughs> sorry. Got to go. <laughs> But it does make me feel a great deal better because I was feeling sort of, you know, demoralized and, and like I had invested a lot of time in something that wasn't going to go anywhere. And now, uh, yeah, now I feel better. Are there other things that you think I should be keeping in mind as I go along? Am I cutting you off too soon? What other thoughts do you have on the subject of character? 
Um, the other main thoughts that I have on the subject of character and that I want you to remember as you, after you have this concept of your character, who he is, what his wound is, which once you w develop that concept more, um, you need to revisit your, his goal, motivation and conflicts. Okay. And then knowing who this man is, plot out or think about your story and what he's got to do to attain those goals, to get over that wound, to grow. And those are the key scenes in your book. I think you're right. I think that's exactly right because he didn't have a decent wound and he didn't get over it. Right. So when I plot a book, I start from the character and their goals and what it, they have to go through in order to grow and attain those goals and what's going to destroy them in that black moment. What is going to hurt them the most? And uh, sometimes I go there and sometimes I kind of skim through it and don't quite because I'm a bad person and <laughs> I love my characters too much. Um, but really to, to do it right and to really get real strong potential and real strong growth, you really have to, to do the worst to your characters. Right, right, right. not easy because you, you have to destroy them in order to build them back up because it's through adversity that we grow. So that's how I plot my books with the character and their goals in mind. I see a lot of potential before me now and I don't know how I'm going to do a good black moment, but I was lacking one in this book, mm. but I think I, you know, I, I think I see a path through. I really do. I think this has been very helpful for me as usual. <laughs> I hope the listener is also doing as well as I am. But you know what? The listener has the opportunity. <laughs> the listener has the opportunity to write to us and say, true. That's true. Listen, I've got this character that isn't, I can't figure out what their potential is. Or I don't know what their wound is. I don't know what their goal is. And then we can discuss that on our podcast. That would be fun. Right? Let's take someone, let's take someone else's misery and enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> so listeners, if you have character problems... Characters who are misbehaving or who are just so wonderful that they're boring. Uh-huh. <laughs> or so damaged that you can't see a way out for them. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Then, you know, write to us. Let us know. Let us play. And let us play with your characters. Well, it certainly helped me to talk this over with you. So I hope maybe someone else will want to want to play too. Yes. How would they go about giving us that question, Meredith? Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you asked, Prue. <laughs> we happen to have a website. What is that website? The website is the Writer's Block Party Podcast, all one word, dot com. And there you can click 
on the link to this podcast, which is a, essentially it's a posting on the website and you can put your questions in and we we will get email, an email saying, Hey, somebody's asked you a question. (laughs) And we'll probably come back to listener kindly listener and ask for more information so that we can discuss you in depth at some point (laughs) at least your characters (laughs) i can make stuff up about anybody oh yeah that's why you're a writer that's right that's right meredith i've learned a lot as usual and you've soothed you soothed my crisis thank you very much i'm very grateful Wait, let me quickly look up next week our topic. Do you happen to have it right there? Because if you don't, oh no, I would have been that would have been intelligent. That's fine. We're going to talk about Amazon Select. (gasps) Amazon Select. That will be very interesting. I I am confused by the entire world of Amazon. So this will be of value to me as usual. (laughs) it, It almost looks like I suggested all the topics, doesn't it? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but you know listener if you wanted to suggest a topic meredith knows a lot and if Your i don't we can find it podcast.com yep let us know absolutely okay my brain is full i'm done are you done meredith i am so done <laughs> all right and i thank you very much and i thank you for posing these fantastic questions prue Oh, my endless ignorance. Boundless ignorance. (laughs) Thank you very much, listener. We hope you've enjoyed it. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. That's it for the Writer's Block Party this week. We don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week. Thank you.